What's going on, everybody? Smiley's Garden. It's fucking talking shit with Smiley tonight. And uh, kind of give everybody a minute here to get in. But uh, tonight we get to uh, chat with Mr. Kino from the uh, GR420 forums. So I don't know if you want to say hi a minute, Kino. And yeah. Hello, everyone. Cat fired up here in a minute. Nice one for having us on, Smiley and Eagle. Um, my first one off of that one, I think. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Thank you very much for having us on. Here we go. I've got the video up. Just get chat up. Sorry, man. I was getting chat set up, so I didn't want to double play back. But... So, yeah, dude. Uh, um, I don't know if everybody... Everybody in chat knows uh, about the forum. I think uh, GMO was on, and you guys kind of do that together, correct? Is that? Yeah, yeah, we're both on the team there. Um, it's just uh, growing 420. It's just uh, an old school forum. I mean, there are they are old school now, but it's just a community of uh, growers basically. So it's just just like a passion. I started it about three years ago, and it's just rolled from there, man. It takes over most days of my life, but. It's growing. It's what we same with these podcasts, man. So we'll talk about growing all day. You know what I mean? And we get to do that on the forum, and now we get to do it with the community on YouTube as well. So it's all good, man. Oh yeah, man. It is. It's a lot of fun. So, mm. so yeah, dude. I don't want to make this about the forum, but uh, just to kind of know a little bit more about you, man. Like, uh, what what was your kind of first time getting introduced to Mary Jane and? first time man, it was got to be about 13 14 years old but i remember my dad was so against it but my stepdad was a proper stoner so you can imagine the dynamic like my dad wanted to kill my stepdad my stepdad didn't like me my dad it was madness but so i sort of rebelled a bit and i because my dad didn't like it it was like my friends were smoking it so it was hash back then in the uk you couldn't get flour back then it was just hash so uh everyone was smoking hash so i was like i'm gonna rebel and i, I yeah started getting involved in the hash um it was just normal soap bar back then. It wasn't any, we couldn't get anything decent, but we couldn't even roll back then. So we used to like empty out cigarettes and then fill them back up with like hash crumble and uh, uh, to, tobacco and that, man. But yeah, it was, that was my fir first experience was probably, I don't remember the exact time, um, but we probably weren't getting that high because we were smoking with a filter on a cigarette. Um, like we couldn't even roll joints, man. But yeah, hash, I, I love my hash to this day because of that. I've, I've always preferred hash over flour, um, especially when I started getting decent ash later on, man. But that that was it, very young, um, just smoking it for many years, man. So um, I didn't start growing until probably about 14, 13, 14 years ago. So I smoked for a long time before I even knew what a plant was, to be honest. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a cool experience, man. Like uh, the realization that you can grow it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's um, over here. It was, it was, I don't know, it was really hidden. I mean, there was, it, it was no Instagram, there was no Facebook. There was forums, I think, back then, but I mean, I didn't know nothing about them. So it was, you didn't know, you just didn't know. It was, you, you buy weed or you don't, man. And, and that was it. So, yeah. But I stopped for a long time. I smoked uh, for about 14, about 18, 19, probably, but I started playing rugby. Um, Oh, quite shit. a lot so I had to stop but then um I broke my leg I was in pain I couldn't sleep and I thought I'll stop so I started getting prescribed pain medication and sleeping medication and I suddenly realized that I remember Santa used to put me asleep 
So I started buying it again. And that is when flour was around. And then the prices of it was, I remember I went to buy an eighth, which is like 3.5 gram. And back in the day, that was 20 pounds. So I remember ringing my mate, same mate, the same person was still doing it. Like this is like eight years later saying, can I have an eighth? And he's turned up with his bag and he give it to me. And it was like, it was, like, I don't know, under a gram, but that's what they were calling an eighth now, even though it's an eighth. They were charging 20 pounds for that. So I, straight away, I clicked in my head that I need to grow this shit. You know what I mean? It's going to cost me a fortune. So that, that's what started off on, on the journey of sort of looking at growing was just, I couldn't believe the prices, man. I was getting charged 20 pounds for like under a gram. It was madness. So, yeah. That's wild, man. I want to I back this up a little bit because... Uh, mm. I find it super ironic, like here in the U.S. and and I mean I don't know how old you are. I'm about I'm 42, so so you I'm know okay, 90s, man. like yeah, everybody knows the brick weed and like that's kind of mm-hmm. usual story. But it's like anytime I hear stories from you guys in over in the U.K. there, it's like always hash, like you mentioned hash there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because to me because I was just talking about a story today, like when I was breaking up the brick and you get the seeds out of it and then somebody was like yeah you can't smoke the seeds and then it was like it fucking dawned on me right then like seeds wait i can grow this shit like it was yeah yeah yeah. you know but it'd be different with hash because you're not really ever seeing the seeds you know what i mean so you'd almost have to kind of put two and two together a little a little further down the line than to realize what you were what was going on you know it was brickweed i think for over that side of the pond was the hash that we had here, as in that's all you had for a long time, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, I know that there would have been better genetics floating about, but it was just hash here. And I know that back in the day, or maybe that was just the cheaper stuff over there, but like, it was Mexican brickweed, I think, wasn't it, on that side of the pond? Yeah. Yeah. So that's we just didn't have it. You couldn't get green. I mean, flour wasn't here. And believe it or not, the flour that was here was cheaper back then and it was it's like it's suddenly a massive change so everyone sort of realized like um you know the flour was better and nicer but it, it was like almost a byproduct it was almost a byproduct of hash back then you know if you could get it it was cheaper by like the kilo or the pound by the large amounts it, it was the same price that changed drastically very quickly over here to i mean hash went down but then the grades of hash went down to the point it was that soap bar we call it where you get bits of plastic and shit in it it was just nasty crap but that went down to like 50 pound an ounce and suddenly weed was like 120 150 pound an ounce so yeah it was um it was it was weird but i was i I missed all of that man i missed i missed the transition to weed i was smoking so i'm not i'm actually that old I'm, i'm 34 now so there's probably was the green about but it was it was just i mean the whole it was just a hash sort of culture everyone was hash all of the old stoners were hash no one wanted bud so it just didn't occur to me to, to even want to look at growing back then i wish i had because i would have cracked it a bit earlier because i spent many years growing shit plants man but really? <laughs> you know what i mean but it's uh yeah it, I, I love my hash man if i i haven't smoked so i got uh, quite ill um a while ago so i just use rso now but if i had to pick i would pick hash or every every time, every time, man. Decent hash, not that shitty soap bar with plastic in it. But yeah, I love the hash, man. Oh yeah, that's cool. So you started growing after you got hurt in rugby, you said. Yeah, well, I I, I started growing. It was more the sleep. I had, I wasn't able to sleep, but then suddenly I went from training like five days a week and playing one day a week to not. So it's not not having a lot of sleep on that. So 
having none of that and then that sleep was just non-existence they started giving me all these sleeping tablets and it just suddenly dawned on me like in i remember i used to fall asleep a lot like you know if i shouldn't be falling asleep because i was so bad back in the day so i thought let's get on it man let's um get some green in and that's sort of how it started and then uh, that's how i found the forums um which was really lucky because it was a bit of a dark place for me because I just lost my, my passion and, and what was my lifestyle, which was this, this rugby. And um, I thought, I'm not paying that sort of money just to sleep. And then I found growing, found forums, and it rolled from there, man. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was actually, I'm blessed that it happened because I, I met, met people what, 14 years ago that I talked to today, like every day on, on, on there. It, it, it sort of saved me in a few ways got me back into my sleep. Obviously I wasn't paying stupid money. I learned to grow and it become a serious passion just to grow without any other aspects of it. And I met good people, man. You know, yeah. I didn't know about stoner communities. I was, I was in pubs and being an idiot, man. I wasn't a stoner back then. You know, I was, I was an idiot, but it, it's, uh, it, it's yeah, right life guys get a little crazy, don't they? Yeah, this, this is it. So it got a bit, it got a bit mental back then, but it did it completely changed me, man. Changed my life, changed everything about me. And I'm so grateful to that plant. So to remember the first plant that I ever grew. And it 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 changed a lot for me. And the people that I met. And to this day, meeting like yourself, Eagle, you just meet good people through this, through weed man and through cannabis and through growing. It's, it's a real cool community. Everyone seems to be cool, which you don't get in other cultures or communities. Not cultures in cultures, you know what I mean. But other yeah, hobbies. I think it's still the 80-20 rule. You know, there's still mm. Missed it out there, yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, the way you described uh, rugby was a passion and kind of your lifestyle. Like, how how um, far did you take that? Was that like? I I've got to quite a high level with it, man. Um, yeah, you know, I've got I done I done well with it. I got to a reasonable level, and it was it was just again I'm, I'm I have to have something in my life to get stuck into, if that makes sense. And that's I like the team aspects to things I like uh, I need direction in my life where I go a bit badly I think and that's what that was I mean it just even if I didn't enjoy it for some years there it was just I went there I trained x amount of days I played x amount of days and I you know it was it was it was a big loss to lose that when I done my leg up so but then to I, I replaced it with 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 the plant man and I replaced it with the people around the plant and it gave me direction it gave me something to do so yeah, man. A little less violent, something to do. Yeah, you, you don't get hurt and you're not out in the freezing cold getting covered in frosty mud every Sunday. So, yeah, it's right. good, man. <laughs> well, man, that's a tough sport. Actually, uh, my old brother-in-law, was from. he's from South Africa, and he actually oh, probably made it over to the U.S. to mm. my old sister-in-law. That was was by playing rugby. So he was yeah, – he got on a um, – over here, they call them like a semi-pro team or whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, they set them up with a job and a place to live and all that. And it plays on their team. And, I have, uh, so I've seen a few rugby games, man. It was a sport I never understood, but you watch a few games, you kind of get the pace of it. Yeah. And one thing it's, that you always leave real clear of is it's fucking not – it's not a game for the uh, the, the uh, weak at heart, you know. It's fucking, mm. I think I've seen a, a half dozen – 
games and each one of them somebody was leaving the field bleeding and like yeah, it's often like, someone gets up but you know what though it's one of them games that the reason i like it is is, is, is a, they call it a gentleman's sport and that that often makes it sound posh over here it's looked at like that but it's not it's yeah. you, you learn a lot i want my want my boys to play it because you learn a lot about discipline and respect as you do with most sports yeah. but you learn also use as you say your aggression but in a controlled manner and not in a erratic or violent way and it's it's a beautiful game it really is it's just for them she said that south africans they don't muck about man i played a few of them over the years and they don't muck about over there they like bashing oh, people up <laughs> well, that's what i was gonna say rugby for you guys is like really that's one of the major sports too right like, it is yeah i mean it, it was it's not supposed to be football now is or soccer for you over there but um that's the main one here. Boxing is coming back now, um, but rugby used to be, but it still is. But it's 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 sort of it's there, but it's not saying everyone sort of raves about anymore. Unless we're playing the Six Nations, are playing Wales or Ireland or Scotland, or, then you get a bit of buzz about it because you're playing another country in the UK. So that that gets a bit interesting, man. Yeah, I bet. So cool back to yeah. so how was your what did you what was your first grow like tell me tell me how this uh set up went. so my first grow was um what was my f- first plant was an a i bought 11 autos ak uh 47 awesome. autos and only one of them germinated so straight away i knew i had to learn a bit more because these were like 10 pound a seed basically back when autos were you no know, more expensive and, and a bit more rare and they were like £10 a seed, and only one germinated. So <clears throat> I ended up finding a forum. I got on there asking for help about germination um, by Googling. And uh, I went and bought Barney's Farm Blue Cheese and Barney's Farm Pineapple Chunk. Now, because I'm a new grower, I'm not going to let that first plant die, and I want to grow it. So I decided to veg the plants in a 1.2 by 0.6 tent, four of them, for the life of the auto. So you're talking about 11-week veg. Everyone's telling me it won't work, but I'm one of them people where I have to sort of learn from my mistakes. So I ended up vegging them, but they got such a state, they ended up hermian and uh, they were seeded. But the AK420, uh, AK47 auto was spot on. And I remember it was, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful plant. And that's that I just fell in love with it from them, man, because I, I what I realised then was even me with my novice attempt at growing, with a proper dry and curing, which what people kept telling me back then, the old school heads were saying like, it was better than anything I could get on the street here because it's all quick dried here. They pull it down at seven weeks and it's quick dried and it's sold to people. So I realized that if I could do that on my first attempt, it probably would would crap compared to what most people would like. But I realized that if that's what I can do there, then yeah, I'm, I'm in it for the right thing. And I only got an ounce off of it, but I mean, an ounce was like, would have cost me, at that time, like 240, 300 pound over here, you know? So, and I was only smoking for sleep. So I was only having a joint before bed. So that, yeah, I was hooked, man, for my little auto. It, it, um, yeah. So then you never stopped from there. You just kept growing the room and the space and adding things. And- yeah, I, I, I grew that one and the missus got a bit paranoid. So I ended up just going into a wardrobe Um just growing one plant in the wardrobe. I was in soil for this time, not like living soil. It was bag of compost, bottled nutrients. Um, and then I remember someone had the THC bomb. It just come out from bomb seeds and uh, it, had a, it had clones of it. And it was, I mean, it, the, it completely battered me. I mean, nothing had put me, I was searching for something to put me asleep, which is why I was smoking. And um, 
they gave they had these clones and it was like but yeah obviously you've got a plant in the wardrobe needs to put a tent up I was like she won't let me so she went away on holiday for like five days in the UK <laughs> so she come back and there was three tents set up in the bedroom <laughs> and the wardrobe so that's that, that's what got me back into the tents man but yeah I, I just kept growing I grew in soul for a very long time man um yeah in poorly I wouldn't listen back then I mean one of them ones, you know, you get them people like it's like you see it on Instagram now sometimes or on the forums back then because there's no Instagram where someone's showing off the shittest plant, but you can tell they're so proud by the descriptions and they just keep posting pictures of it. Not that it's wrong to show shit plants, but you know what I mean? If I was like, you need to like dial down on the field, I'm like, no, no, it's fine. She'll ride it out and all that. But yeah, so I grew this THC bomb for about two years, I think, um, because it done the job, man. And I just started growing my kit from there, HPS lights and and shit like that. All the old stuff, it wasn't, LED was around, but it was blurple. And I, I tried blurple lights later on, but I just grew HPS and soil for probably four or five years, man. So like when you say soil, soil was that like pro mix or? Oh, that that was uh, anyone in the chat from the UK, Verve, if, if from being curious, like the bog standard cheapest compost you can buy over here. It's just a, a bad compost. Okay. So it was, it, it probably was alive. I mean, you, you always got a few hundred thousand fungus gnats out of it. And it was no way it wasn't about that at all, though. That the old, old, old heads liked over here was it was so basic. And it's why if people are going to do bag soil, I often in the UK will say to them that it's a good one to start on because it's so basic, there's nothing in it. So it's just, it's just compost. You're not buying a loaded soil like when you're buying like a, a bio biz or something like that. Over, I, I know there's different brands in the US. But you're buying something that's so basic, it is going to need feeding within two weeks. So there's no, you know, it's like when you're buying the compost, the loaded compost. I don't know if it's the same with like super soils, but you might start running out of certain things first and they might start getting certain deficiencies. But then the bottled nutrient you're feeding it will cover all the bases. So now you've got to feed it something it's already got enough of trying to give it something. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's just a basic compost. It, it was shit. It's like three pound a bag of 50 litres. So it was cheap, cheerful, and um yeah but then you know, i've just used like a organic bottled so it's not organic but i thought i was growing organic uh nutrients with that over here so yeah man oh yeah dude that is true it was rocking like it, it you know i started right out into cocoa actually was my first. Mm. but how long did it take you to figure out to switch into because you're running cocoa now right is that... yeah yeah i mean i wish i'd done it a lot sooner it is um it took me i don't know been in cocoa about four years so i mean a long time probably about eight ten years i think in soil or i had a little stint in water but that went very wrong very quickly um but i had a plant i grew a plant and everybody that was around me on this forum or that i knew couldn't work out what was wrong with it and they were saying kill it and again i'm stubborn so i was like no and i ended up getting it to like i don't know four months in and this thing just it just wouldn't move. And uh, someone said to me that the only way you're going to save this plant or be able to turn it around is to wash the soil off the roots and put it into cocoa. And I've been scared of cocoa, EC, pH. I didn't know none of this stuff, but the person that was going to mentor me for that grow was probably one of the best growers I've ever seen. So I jumped at the chance. So I ended up washing 20 liters of soil off. Of, it was like a complete, completely rooted pot. I had to wash it off. I was washing it off at two in the morning in the bath because the kids couldn't see it and I blocked the bath and it was a mess, man. But, um, and then I put it into cocoa and I ordered the nutrients the next day and they turned up two days later, so it had plain water. But 
I got into cocoa. The plant couldn't be saved. But the point is, is I realised growing by numbers and um, once someone had explained to me in a language that I could understand, and sometimes it takes someone to be able to say something a certain way, I realised that cocoa was not as hard as what I thought. And then I had my first cocoa grow. Um, that balls on the forum meant it me on and never looked back, man. I, I wish that I'd started in cocoa. And I always say to people now, I know there's a, this living soil and the organics is, is out there now, but to learn to grow cannabis, to learn how to fix a plant, to learn what a plant needs, there's no better medium than cocoa. No better medium than cocoa. For me, personally, you, you, you can turn a plant around in two days. You, you can adjust the feed every day. You can't do that in soil. There's so many things that you can do to learn to grow and how to read your plants and correct your plants in cocoa that you can't do in any other medium. So, yeah, I haven't looked back since I started in cocoa, man. No, I, I yeah, I mean, I started in cocoa too. That's how I learned and grew from there and, and all that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. I mean, there's, it's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of versatility there. I don't know if that's the best thing for a newbie to have. You know, as long as they stick to a pretty decent regimen or, or some yeah. basic advice, yeah, I've seen a lot of new growers absolutely kill it right away. In football, so. It's sort of throwing them in the deep end with one armband because it is a bit tricky, Coco, but it's so safe. If, if an issue starts up in Coco, you're going to see it within a couple of days normally and you can fix it because you can put a fresh feed for it. Twice a day, if it's rooted, if it's rooted to put out, you can put a fresh feed for it every day. Obviously, in soil, you can't do that. You're going to kill the micro herd off and, and damage what you've got going on underneath the surface. You can't keep throwing uh, water at it and, and feed it. But it's, it is a bit more involved. But it's for that reason, I think that for learning, it's good. But I, totally, I do get that it is a bit tricky. But then the other scan is water. You go for water, your pump dies, your plants are dead four hours later. So it's like that buffer in between the two. It is hydroponic growing, but it's, it's the buffer in between the two completely different ends of the scale. Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, I, and I definitely, and I will say too, like I think some a lot of some of the techniques in cocoa style of growing, and some of the inputs have kind of advanced a lot too. So there's there's definitely uh, some pretty amazing shit. I mean. To be honest, just a few weeks back, I was I was in a, a friend of mine that absolutely killing it, dude, and puts mine to shame. I mean, like I was like, you just raised the bar of what I can expect to try to hit here, man. It was <laughs> gorgeous, dude. So yeah, I mean, no, it's what I, I, I messaged you. I said to you to do what you do consistently. Now, the, the difference between a cocoa grow and a, and a soil grow, especially a living soil grow, where you're not just feeding bottled nutrients into a soil to be consistent in soil. And this is the difference between, I say, what I say for cocoa for newer growers, consistent in soil and good at it, that, that is the top end grower because there are so many things that can go wrong and it's not a simple fix. It may be simple once you know everything, but you know what I mean? If, if, if your micro herd or if your soil is out of whack, that can take a good couple of weeks to get back. It may be longer, you know what I mean? It, it, it can be real tricky. So to be consistently good at soil, that's the best grower of the group, as in, you know, a practical grower that can consistently grow well in a living soil, any soil, to be honest. It, cocoa makes it look easy as where I'm going. So I couldn't grow in soil 
And I've, I've been growing long enough to know how to grow by the time I still couldn't grow in the soil. My first cocoa grow was amazing. Cocoa's easy um, in that way. It's, it's a bit more manual labour, but it makes people look good. So I, I wouldn't be worried about raising your bars, mate. You do good enough as it is. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I, I can't disagree with that. Like, I almost feel like yeah, it is kind of the, the progression of things, too, where it's like, like you, like some of the guys, like, uh, you know, I know Eagles kind of thinking about it and whatever, but it's like, I think almost that's the intriguing part about it a little bit as it's that new adventure, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like you do something in the cocoa for so long and it is kind of that routine, routine, routine. Yeah. And it's like, man, you almost kind of want to have a little bit of a new twist or a challenge to do something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Is, I've just started living, I live in soil grow um, for right on the forum. And it's only going to be one or two pots, but it's, it's that new experience. Like you say, it is, it's the new, the new adventure. Um, but I'm scared. I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I do quite well in cocoa, but I'm scared to go into soil because I know it's a lot more tricky is where I'm going with it. What you are know? you, uh, what are you doing? It's just, it's a, one of the uh, for, sponsors on the forum um, does a living soil starter kit. Okay. So it was, we spoke about it before we've done it. And for people like me, I, if, you have, if I'm doing really well in cocoa, I, it's not that I'm lazy, but I haven't, not, I, I would, I like to put the time on the research, but I'd have to research and make my own soil, especially in the UK. It's oh, not cool. as readily available as over there for what we do. Right. And he just started doing these living, living soil starter kits. So it's an opportunity for me to buy something. It come all separate. Um, and I've mixed it all up and let it sit for a couple of weeks, added some bits to it. But if I like the living soil, then I can continue growing expanding and making my own tweaks to it but it's just going to be a couple of autos in a uh say i think like a 30 liter pot um a 30 liter pot so it's just a basic basically it ends up being a bag saw but it does come separate and it's got everything it had the spagmat moss in there the worm castings and um a load of other goodies but you mix it all up so it's the same it's a living soil but it's a ch i'm cheating basically i've got given the kit so it's not mm. cheating at all, man. That's awesome. Mm. I dig it. So what are you afraid of then? I mean, it sounds like you got a pretty nice start to it. Yeah, I just, it's out of my comfort zone. It's like the fear that I felt going to cocoa from soil before, I now feel it trying to go back into soil. Just because I know what I'm doing with cocoa and I can fix things quite quickly. And I know how to read a plant and fix it with my cocoa nutrients. But like you said with Eagle, it is, it is new adventure. I need that because it's getting so repetitive now that I get so lazy that I, I see things going wrong. And because I know that I can turn it around, I don't necessarily turn it around. So my last few grows have been, you know, not the best ones. You know what I mean? Because you just get lazy with it because you, you, you know it's not that big a problem. You know, it's like you've got a new grower and they get like a tiny yellow spot on the leaf and they're having a meltdown. Right, right. Once you know you know it's not a huge problem but then that's the one percent i always talk about i just laugh like at that you know because that just happened to me like <laughs> just recently whereas like at, at my my basement oh yeah i've noticed some spider mites and i was kind of busy you know i've seen it on a couple leaves <laughs> but it wasn't like freak out fucking moment i know i can deal with them i know i know what i gotta do you know what i mean it was just yeah. kind of like yeah, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. But that's what experience brings, doesn't it? And yeah. but that's, I've never dealt with spider mites and I touch wood. I hope I never have to. But 
that, that that's what I'm saying. I need a little bit of fear in me, I think, to get that that passion back. You know, I've, it's not that I've lost the passion with growing, but it's just I sort of go out there, throw water at them, and I don't even look at them once I'm past like week four or five now because they're trained. And I know as long as I'm, my, my ranges are in, my, my uh, environment's in range, you know, I'm not in there tweaking. If I was, though, if I was in there removing the odd leaf that was covering a bud site or, you know, uh, listing something into position, I'd do a bit better. But I've, I've actually, it's just, I don't want to do it because it's just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. So a new little adventure might be quite good, man. Yeah. Now, you're, now your biggest challenge is probably going to be uh, back to basics, which is going to be maintaining moisture content. And, yeah. And the that, media, that's, that's the trickiest part, man. This is what I'm looking at. So you need a big pot because it's living soil and you need a lot of it to keep it healthy. So, I mean, I'm doing auto, which is probably the worst thing to do for me going straight into a big pot. But how do I manage that moisture content? I'm used to cocoa. I can throw 10 litres at a pot if I want to once they're rooted. I can't do that in anything at all. So I've really got to get back to, as you say, really focusing on, I don't know, maybe the weight of the pot or just getting used to the feel of the soil. Or have you got any tips on that? I'll be. Yeah. I mean, if, um, if possible, definitely, you know, the feel of the lifting it. I've, I mean, to me, that's after consistently doing it so many days, you get, you just get that knack for it. It's, it's the easiest way. But if they're too big of pots, then you got to have some way of measuring it, kind of, or mm. it gets a little difficult. So. That's the thing, you're starting the seedlings, aren't you? You're going to be moving into... I've started it in a 50% cocoa, 50% um, of the living soil mix in tiny little pots, just so I'm not going to kill them if it's too hot. But then they are going to have to go into this great big pot. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, I would try to keep it dry. I mean, okay. you know, because like in that big, that big pot, you're looking at that water is going to make its way to the bottom on a consistent basis. So the top's going to look dry where there's still going to be water in the media, mm. you know. So that's the hardest part about it is you got to wait for the roots to get out to it. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my only, I guess, the best thing I could try to say over this, you know. Hmm. And I don't have it perfect either, man. I've been killing my my little seedlings left and right. So don't say that. You got me nervous now. Yeah, you're killing them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they get their first set of leaves and then they just fucking die, dude. Oh, don't. Uh, I I did. I, I popped three, and I only need one. I've done that for that reason in case I did because it's it's a sponsored grow off. So I think he's asked me to do it because I do okay in cocoa, but obviously I, I haven't grown this all, so I've really got to try and make it not look terrible for him because <laughs> it ain't going to look good. But, yeah. No, I think you'll do all right, man. It's hmm. just a lot of, a lot of it's just trusting the system, really. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, that, honestly, that's the biggest hurdle I had and I still have is like just kind of understanding that shit happens in there. <laughs> we don't see it, you know, we don't get to control it. That, that, that's the key word is control. I have full control in Coco. That's the hardest bit for me, I think, to letting go is, is like there's all these little creatures and things in there doing it for me. You know what I mean? That, that's going to be the hardest bit. But I've enjoyed it though. I've, 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 I've got the soil, I mixed it up. I've been feeding it. I put some MPP, uh, MBP in there. I put um, a couple of bits he's given me. I've kept it in a light and a light and dark periods. I've kept it at a decent temperature. So it, it's different. 
I'm sort of now looking after this bag of soil before it goes into the pot. But it's, it's different, so... Uh, yeah. You document a lot of those too, right? You said you were documenting that one? Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, that, that's the one thing I do love about the forums is, is I know they're old school and they're a bit more clunky to use and say one-click Instagram, but you do grow diaries. And the beauty of that is, is, is you can go back and look in detail. Not just go back and look at a picture. You mean, if you do a regular one, which I'm not, I'm very busy at the moment with other bits for the forum, but I can go back and look at my grows for the last four or five years. And I can look at them in detail on a weekly basis and see what, you know, where I could have tweaked or what went wrong. And that will be the beautiful thing. You know, it's like we're looking at plants every day. We don't notice them doing anything. But if you go back and look at a picture from one week ago, every Sunday, say, take a picture every Sunday, a nice description of what the temperature was, what the feeds were. It, it, you can really see the difference move, man. And you can also see any issues starting up very early. I mean, GMO's got an eagle eye. He, uh, he often looks at my grows and will point things out long before I see him. So, you know, yeah. I mean, he told me about, fr I never had fritz before. So he's, I, I had these little tiny plants. I was all proud of them. And he was like, uh, you just wanted to come underneath them leaves. And I was like, why? Yeah, fritz, man. Evil little bastards. <laughs> it's cool, though, because that is how you learn. I mean, that's sort of like some, you know, like for anybody beginner grower just know that like experienced growers aren't necessarily trying to rag on you if we're like mm. showing you something it's probably because we're assuming that you didn't notice it you know i had yeah. the same thing man like i was all proud as a peacock of my plants one time showing them off to this dude i knew and he's been growing for years <laughs> walked in dude he peeked his head in, and he goes looks right at me he goes you got spider mice turns around and walks away and i'm like what are you talking about? How do you know that? Where? Why? He wouldn't tell me how. He's like, you got to fucking figure it out, dude. I reckon, I've seen it just putting my head in the door. I ain't fuck walking in there. Yeah. I was like thinking. That's he was the thing, in it? Yeah, take a moment of him. Yeah, but I had to learn, you know, and I, I did. I ended up figuring out how he spotted it that quick, you know. I found him, you know, right away that day. But then I'm like, how the fuck did he know? You know, I had to have a magic. by looking in there. That's <laughs> the thing. That's the experience. That's the one thing you can't get from any. Um, uh, you can watch a million YouTube videos. You can read a million articles. But it's the experience. That you, that, that's the one thing you can't get. And that's what I was saying earlier about I can see things going wrong. But I know I'm going to be able to turn it around. So I, I'll do it tomorrow morning. Or I'll do it tomorrow morning. And it goes on for like a week until they're half dead. <laughs> but that that's can also be a you know a problem it can be it cause issues but the, the that's the only thing you can get is by having it i've never had stuff by adam so i wouldn't know adam until it was probably too late until they started webbing up everything but it's like with a fritz now I, I know if i see that damage again i'm going to be nuking my plants because i will know because i've had it already but i just never had it but that's the beautiful thing about well the, the beautiful side of the painful mistakes that we make is we do learn and that's experience you can't buy and you can't learn so yeah on that note what do you what uh what would you say is the biggest one big lesson that you learned not the biggest it don't have to be just one big lesson that you on the top of your head keep it simple now that's a bit of a cop-out i know but uh, i was into snake oils and and you know that this bottled stuff that does magical things because it had shiny labels it, if you're gonna one thing the one lesson i learned is, is add one thing per grow keep it simple if i add three nutrients i've done this on a recent grow i couldn't get the one that i like i tried to replace it with three other ones and then something started to go wrong about week three of flower now it could be any one of them three nutrients or the new led that i've stuck in there i don't know that 
you know, and I've, I know that setup and I know them plants, I know that strain, but I've added four things for one growth. So the one, one thing that I've, I would have learned as in how to avoid is keep it simple. Don't add more than one thing per grow. Build your arsenal as you go. For me, man, that, that's, that's the one lesson that I've learned. Because I've done that so many times. I, I, I go on like the hard, just like to go seed shopping. You now I go to seed bank. Everyone's got like a, their favourite seed bank or breeder. And they've got like a basket full of 50 seeds. I do that with nutrients. So I go on like the hydro shop and I add that and I add that. And then one day I'll just get brave and buy, all four, buy 10 bottles. And then I want to use them all. And then, yeah, it just messes shit up, man. No, I did that. I'm just laughing, dude, because I did the exact <laughs> same thing. Like, I remember, um, I remember it was silica and uh, I got a sample of whatever brand silica, potassium silica, you know what I mean? And and I had no idea like what I was doing, but I was just adding it in like right into the mix with everything else, not realizing like that I already had enough potassium going into this thing too, you know. So yeah, I mean it was this the redundancy of things like you don't pick up on right away, and then you're like, oh, three of these bottles are the same fucking ingredients. Like, yeah. <laughs> but this is it and, and a lot of these bottles especially when you're in hydroponics they don't tell you what's in there anyway because they put everything on the back they tell you then someone copied their their, their their formulation but the point is yeah you've not 90% of the time they've all got the same thing in, so you're hitting the plant with three times as much as that man but yeah keep it keep, keep it simple even experienced growers is just keep it simple don't try and do too much and keep it fun keep it fun man if you make it work it's fun to or, do more stuff you know, that's the opposite. You know, this is it. It's fun buying it and it's fun getting the delivery and it's fun unpacking it and taking pictures. Well, you're shiny new stuff. Yeah. It's not fun trying to use it. All. <laughs> that's the problem. I know. It is funny too because it is kind of, you get in that uh, retail therapy side of it a little bit, have the next new cool thing. So I think the, some of the LEDs get that way sometimes too, where it's like, oh, it's the next new shiny part on there. Yeah, it's like okay <laughs> leds we were talking the other day they've hit their peak almost you know they're already producing more light than most of us can use unless you've got like co2 and recirculating ventilation but it is i'm already looking at new lights and i've just got one because it's the new shiny one <laughs> i mean it's got it's mad it, it drags you in no, I just realized I had the same realization what you just said, Kino. So I'll verbalize it for everybody listening. But I mean, a lot of that shit, man, where they're gunning, you know, they're gunning to be the biggest amperage and the most whatever PPF output there is. The plant still can't do that. So you get that big hot rod fucking light and you run it at 33%. So yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mm. like having, yeah, it's like having a top fuel dragster that you're trying to just have throttle it is just that's a good example having a supercar say and you can only do 30 mile an hour in it because you know, of the speed limit but if you, you've got the supercar but yeah it's, it's mad i was talking to uh, an led manufacturer on the, that friday one we do the podcast and i said to him like what what, what are you going to compete on now because you, i think he's hitting like 3.3 uh micromoles now on one of his lights and i said what, what where we can't use i think 2.1 I, I, I can't i'm not good this is gmo territory but you know we, we can't use that light so i said where are you going to be competing or where led companies going to compete he said well on efficiency but the point is is we've already got as efficient as we can use really realistically for our plant anyway 
So it's it's going to be an interesting few years of LED. Yeah. Um, to see where they go, man. I think the trend you'll see is more LEDs per board. Yeah. Spreading them out in a in a different array to. Because what they'll end up having to do, I think, you know, is they're going to have to have a more consistent uh, reading of PPFD across the canopy that you're trying, yeah. you know, like that tent in your picture or whatever. If every single square in that scrog has the same amount of light hitting it, that's going to be your goal right there, you know. So. I want to get a picture of the LED that I've got in there now. Uh, this is why I like the strips LEDs. I mean, the, they, they were around for a long time. They're very expensive, but now th th this is getting to what you're saying now. Look this, at all is, this is this is it though. See, I had the four hundred. It's four seven hundred and twenty watt in there. At one point, I don't need it, but I'm running out of things to buy. I'm getting the retail therapy, so I have two more in there now. I don't need it. So th th the point is, is you're right. This is where they're going now, and these these sorts of bars now they're putting twice as many LEDs on it and running at the same power, which is given a lot more efficiency, and you're actually getting better light out of it. But it's you're going to end up. We're going to end up seeing like a 400 watt LED that's got a thousand chips. That's 1.2 by 1.2 wide. That's going to be where they end up because it is. You're right. They need to cover the canopy completely and and do it right. That's why I didn't buy into the new white LED when it was all these compact panels because to me it just didn't make sense. I might as well have my HPS in there because if LED to me has if you're going to the way it works in my head is, is to get an efficient light to do but you need to cover the entire canopy so that's what i was waiting for but i weren't going to buy into the fluences and that they're like two and a half three grand um that was only a few years ago but the, yeah. these, these are now starting to become quite popular and therefore cheaper these strip lights so no, yeah think, man uh, uh, so if uh just once again for anybody listening to me too, whatever, but um, if anybody wants to join into that forum you were talking about and they wanted to start one of those diaries for themselves, yeah. how would they do that? It's just uh, growing420.com. It's just uh, a website that just said they're, they're a bit old school. I know my old flower's been struggling a little bit. He tries to get on there sometimes and I think he loses his shit with it. But um, yeah, just go on there and sell us a community, man. We do. We do it. It's it's a huge passion, and I'm not trying to plug it. I'm saying it because it is such a big part of what what I do. Yeah. We, we give away thousands of seeds a year. We're giving away an LED light a week at the moment, and we don't do that for any other reason. We're not a business. We don't make no money. There's no money involved in what we do. I mean, we we or it fact it costs us money to do most of the things we do. So, it's you know we, we just want people growing weed, man, and we want people growing with good genetics or the best genetics that we can get them. So yeah, we that that is what the forum is. It's not a business. It's not there to do any ulterior motives. We just want to give people free shit to grow with at the end of the day. But obviously, we can't just hand out. It has to be members. But you know what I mean? No, I do, dude. And that's why I honestly uh, I got a ton of respect for you and GMO and the stuff yeah. you guys are doing and uh, work to build a community. You know, in your own place. You know, and and have a have things going on in other countries is just cool you know what i mean i just think it's awesome so i definitely want to support you guys however no, i appreciate it man you know flower i'm gonna say man i think you're listening maybe maybe he's not quite up yet but um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get along with the forum too well either man yeah. 
No, yeah, it's, they get along so well. We, I want to get an app built. I mean, it's just obviously it's further down the line because I understand people are so used to Instagram now. Yeah, it's click a button, type a few words, bang, and you're you're going. Now you have to create a gallery on the forum, and but then the thing is with the galleries, you, you can create sub albums and have dedicated albums for individual strains and diaries. But yeah, I, I do get it. But we are what we're doing now is we are branching out now. We, we were so not looking inwards, but we were so used to being UK growers, which most of us were at the time, a lot of US on there now, but at the time it was like a little island and we stayed on a little island. But now with the YouTube community, the Instagram and the people that we meet, like I, have, I misses you, Demi, a laugh. I misses I'm winding Stu Moo up all day today. It's a bigger community. And that's something we learned this with COVID, basically, with this lockdown and being able to talk to yourself when you come on our show, to Eagles, to everyone in chat, to the people that we talk to it's a much wider community than we ever sort of allowed ourselves to see. So we want to start doing more. We're going to start doing competitions on uh, like plant-based stuff, like plant of the month, uh, grow of the month, bud of the month on, on the social media, the stuff we do on the forum starts trying to sort of spread what we do further out, but it just takes time to get it all up and running and, and do yeah, it, man. But oh, man. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know how you guys keep up with it. Cause you're uh, doing the show too, right? On YouTube. That's three nights a week or four? Uh, it's, well, it's normally three nights a week. Um, but GMO's had a little break. He does the Thursdays, which is the, the worm one. I know you like. Yeah. Um, the growing diaries you do. Obviously, we had Eagle on the other night, man. That was brilliant with uh, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Joe, that was, honestly, that was, I was, I ended up, uh, I know you just listening so intently to two people that you forget that you're supposed to be asking questions. It was like that towards the end, man. I was like, but it was it was epic. But yeah, we do that and we do the Friday night one. So which a few people jump on and have a laugh. But yeah, man. But nothing like what Eagle's done. Um can't believe it. His year's coming up soon, isn't it? It's what, 10, 12 days away? Yeah, something like that, man. Yeah, man. Show every day for a year. No doubt, man. Shout out to Eagle. I yeah, know man. he's uh, he's a, whatever, he's having some trouble tonight, but whatever, man. Shout out to you, Eagle. Keep your head up. I said it on ours when he was on the other night, but it, it, it's, I was a bit hectic with what I was saying. I don't know if it come across right, but you got to look at what he's done through the period that he's done it. Now, yep. people don't realise, this is the one thing that we, the reason, our reason I found forums, not my forum when we were on, before I was even thing. Sometimes that 10 minutes of the day can mean more than you could ever know to somebody. Just being there, being able to interact with somebody, just sitting in this chat or listening to a podcast or being in an Instagram group. It doesn't have to be a forum, could be anything. Through a very difficult time, Eagle has sat here and done this day in, day out. And I don't think, I don't think he understands or, or you know, I, every every ounce of respect needs to be given to that man because it couldn't have been easy to do it every day. And a lot of people have had something to look forward to in a time when there ain't much to look forward to every single day. So fair play to him, man. I have to give full respect to him. Yeah, no doubt. So everybody needs a little encouragement sometimes too. You know, it's not yeah. a. He set out a big task, man. It's uh, there's not. <laughs> I don't know how he's done it. Every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every day, and then he does the wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing. Is this time though? So I miss it. I mean, I, I always try and catch up, but I always miss. By the time I get up, everyone's finishing, man. Yeah. It's like four, it's 420 here now, actually. So, yeah. Oh, cheers that, man. Let's smoke yeah. one. You got something to smoke on? 
No, I, I, I only take RSO now, mate. So. Oh, you do. I'm, All right. I smoke for a long time, but I'm, I'm I want to get like a decent vape or something. But I just use RSO now. So. Right. Yeah, I really miss it. I was saying the other day how much I miss the taste of hash. I actually made hash a little while ago. I just sat here like I sat in, I, I, in my hand smelling it, like. <laughs> Like some sort of like, addict, you know what I mean? But I don't smoke it, but I actually made hash. I rolled it up in my hand, like, sitting there smelling it while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. So how how much are you, RSO are you taking? Uh, it depends, mate. Well, I, was, I wasn't very well a little while ago, and um, I was taking as much as I could probably get away with, really, just to help me get through that. Um, but now it's more sleep. So I, I don't tend to stick to... Um, amounts per se I will just use like I'll just tack a bit and I'll tack a bit more and like you can see it on the Friday night podcast sometimes I'll get a bit enthusiastic with it and end up like melting but yeah I don't not these days like it's more recreational if anything but I just like the feel of it man it's different it's um, yeah it's just it does what I'll, it gets me into that mood because like when I first started the podcast I wasn't using RSO and I wasn't smoking and I felt like I was faking even though I grew and I grew for RSO and I stockpiled RSO and I, if I can help people, I do. Um, but everyone was stoned and I wasn't. So I started using it on the podcast and that's how it got me back into sort of recreation and using it again. But I just stockpile it, to be honest, man, um, in case illness or anything else comes back or anyone else around me gets, you know, needs it. It was a big, big help um, for a long time. So No doubt, man. RSO helps a ton of people. So mm. It's interesting. Um, and you guys are you guys are red state too still right like, yeah man it's we're red state over here but I do honestly think it's the best we're going to have it at the moment now that's a real controversial statement but um, over here there's no way the government's going to let us walk around recreationally it's not going to happen I mean I, I, I hope to god that I'm wrong I'll touch some wood that I'm wrong they're not going to do that it's going to be um, and way these governments work over here, it's going to be uh, medical and it's going to be controlled by them and you're going to pay taxes on it. And now the reason I think that that's the best that we've ever had it is right now is because at the moment, if you get arrested over here, you get a caution. You might get a 70 pound fine for under 10 plants. Um, you're not getting in trouble. But the minute that they are making tax money on it, that's going to be very, very different. They're going to look at me like I'm a cash cropper, like I'm selling or that I'm taking money out of their pocket. I think we're going to, I think it will be a lot worse. I hope to God that I'm wrong, but at the, at the moment it's about as legal as it can be. I mean, if no one, I've had them in my house before in my old place and they see my growth, but they were there for a reason that wasn't to do with me and they ignored it. There's oh, no, there's no, to them, it's just going to cost, it's going to cost them thousands of pounds to arrest me. By the time I'm arrested, go into a police station, paperwork, demand hours, for a 70 pound fine, you know, unless they are told specifically and someone grasses you up or you're being stupid and selling or, you know, you're not using a filter. I think you're pretty safe over here at the moment, man. But that doesn't mean that I should condone anyone doing it. Obviously it's against the law I'm saying, but for me, I feel safer than I think I would if it was legal <laughs> over here. Yeah, no, it sounds kind of, yeah, it's a it's a little like that too for us. I mean, there, yeah. it's almost like that's there's still a gray area where there's like this underlying clause where like if they want to, they can fuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's still yeah, yeah. you know because like for us, it's legal state by state law, 
it's totally legal right and but by federal law it's not so if yeah if you ever get out of line and the state wants to do something they just call the federal in and then let them fuck with you you know what i'm saying and it's like so yeah it's it's kind of a similar thing there's like that underlying clause though which sucks you know and it's like it's just got to leave a lot of doubt and paranoia in especially in you know, big businesses as well that set up. I mean, I mean, obviously in, in everyone's head uh, down to the, the a hobby grow of one plant. I mean, it's, it's legal, but it's not uh, federally legal, but you can imagine trying to set up a business. I mean, I, I remember, I don't know much about it, so I don't normally get involved in the conversations they do come up on the podcast on ours because I don't like other countries. I, I don't want to be saying that other countries' politics, but I do remember watching a documentary on it. Um, might have been a YouTube one where they were, going and busting people that were growing in legal states. This federal federally busting them. It's craziness, man. Absolute they madness. They still are today, Kino. They still are uh, today. It's madness, man. I see madness. that on Instagram. Just, yeah. I mean, they're still busting people. And like I say, man, it's just that underlying clause of where, yeah, if they feel like they want to fuck with you that day, it's kind yeah. of Yeah. Nah, it's not right, mate. But it is, it is just obviously the way it is over there, but hopefully it changes. I mean... How does that work? I mean, I'm going to get deep with it, but obviously taxes are paid through uh, dispensaries and that. Does that not go to the, the federal or does that stay in state? How, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know, man. It stays <laughs> in state, I would imagine. That's what I was going to say, yeah, because right. if, if anything is backed up to the government, if the states are paying taxes to the government, and obviously the taxes are coming from the same thing that's federally illegal, but... That's sort of politics, mate. Just stick to growing plants, isn't it? Politics is messed up. No, but you raise a good point because, uh, no, I'd like to even say it too. I mean, yeah, the governments are making money off shit that people are in jail for. And that's bullshit. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't be happening. So if if the fucking government's able to make money off it, they shouldn't be throwing fucking people in jail. They should let the people out that are in. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, I I think I was speaking to Tao the other day about um he said i think that there's some clauses isn't there there's some some states or some clauses where people are released for yep. if they've it's yeah to that. yeah illinois so, i know did a really good yeah that's good man from what i heard so it is good because i mean honestly that's uh i i mean i've been at it a long time too not necessarily growing but actually you know selling and smoking and all that and it's like you know i really don't take for granted the standing on the shoulders of giants you know like these guys that did do time were getting busted and people still growing and still growing and still growing because it is that that's exactly why we're at the point where we are now it's like you know them people started something that overgrew the prohibition you know so yeah out to that you know no, it is, mate. It's the people that have been before. I think we've got it pretty easy now compared to what people have had it. I think in, yeah. in, in any country that, well, most countries. But you say, you say over here that we got, we were the biggest exporter of legal cannabis in 2019, probably 2020 as well. I don't know the numbers to 2020, but that we were the biggest, the UK was the biggest exporter of legal cannabis in 2019. How do you work that out? No, this is a, it's not government owned company, but it, it turns out that a few, high-ranking politicians have got stakes in the company. How do you work that out, that we, a UK is exporting? Now, look at it this way, yeah, this is a mad bit. So we've got people over here that, kids that have you know, got serious illnesses, and, and adults, but kids should come first. They've got illnesses that are being treated in the US by cannabis, yeah? Yeah. And over here, it's illegal. 
they can't get it or they couldn't they, there's ways of getting it now i believe but they couldn't before but the government is growing the weed that's probably being shipped to certain places in the us canada and europe yeah it's turned into medicine now that's mind-blowing shit isn't it but yeah, there's kids laying there you know their life could be changed like that like that and i know but the and government even, is selling the weed. <laughs> well, it's sad to me, Kino, that they, that it would be looked at like that too. I mean, some of the stories you hear about these kids that, uh, I mean, miraculous turnarounds in their yeah, ailments, and it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, it'll choke you up to hear their stories. All these kids, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Why would that be withheld from any other little kid? Like, why wouldn't that spread like wildfire? Exactly. Like in the medical community, if they figured out a new procedure that fixed autism, say, right? yeah everybody would be trying to do you know what i'm saying like that would spread through the community hey we got to do this this and and it you know what i mean this is a thing but then it, to realize how how effective cannabis is at treating some of the symptoms you know what i mean or the the issues dealing with that it's like it doesn't spread like that you know and it's there's still states that it's illegal and the parents there can't use that as an option to help with their kids you know it's unreal the reason why, mate, is is simple. I can treat myself with four plants and a four hundred pound setup in my, you know, for the cost of maybe twenty pound a week in electricity. That doesn't make no money for no big farmer and no governments, and it's not it's not ten pound a pill. The fact that the, that we can all do this, we can all do this with a little bit of knowledge, and that's one of the big driving forces behind what we do on on the website is it, we want people growing, and that's why we give away the seeds that we do and the shit that we do because. You can do this yourself, and you can do this with with four plants. I mean, the average person with four plants can be more than self sufficient, you know, with a little bit of help to get out the door with a bit of knowledge. But then the government are not getting their ten pound appeal, or the big farmer are not getting their ten pound appeal for something, you know, for something that they're man man made shit that they're poisoning people with. And I'm not one of them activists. I don't. I'm not trying to get across that. Some medication is needed, and is you know, is always going to have a place. I'm not. I'm not one of them. But what I'm saying is, is there are stuff that this can, I mean, just down to depression and you know, anxiety, stuff that we know, and there's loads more that we know, but we can't jump onto the big, big illnesses and, you know, we've, it isn't helping some, it is, but there are certain things that this that will change people's lives tomorrow. Just sleep. You know, there's so many things that it will do. But that's, yeah. I mean, they'd rather give me Zopaclone, Zolpidem, or Tamazepam, drugs that are making me like a vegetable in the morning in front of my kids, rather than me have a joint at night or take some RSO. You know what I mean? It's, it's madness, absolutely madness. I'm sitting here, when I was on that stuff, I used to slur my words like I was drunk, you know what I mean? And I had to take it. So like, if one of my kids got up after 10 o'clock, I'd be sitting on the sofa like I'd been drinking. I'd, I'd never, I'd, I don't drink. But you know what I mean? That's the shit they were giving me, but I, I, I would still get arrested now for taking RSO and putting myself to sleep. It's fucking madness. And then you put the kids into play, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So you got me on a rant. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, it's it's a big rant, man, because it's true. <laughs> man, man, it's so backwards in some places. <clears throat> no doubt. Sorry, I was smoking for both of us there. There you go, mate. I do miss it. I do miss it, man. So, <clears throat> what's up, chat? I see Chad in there. Hey, you got Chad up? Everybody's. Yeah, I've got Shadow 7 up for us. Chad's popped in. One of GR420's boys. Oh, Chad's got his thing now, and he's doing a Saturday podcast, I think. On the, I don't know which one it is. Future Cannabis Projects, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's right. 
Definitely. I, it's, I love seeing it. Everyone's getting out and doing things. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's a lot of these popping up and you know, no one really clashes and no one really... It's real nice vibe, these podcasts, man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you can imagine it if you come up with like 10, I don't know, sport podcasts, the way that these have all popped up over the last year. They'd all be trying to get each other banned and kicking off and we're all stoners, man. So we do it right. It's good. We'll have a laugh. No, yeah, no doubt, man. And it's, I don't know. I, I like seeing how other people do things. Like it mm. just, some of that shit's just creative beyond, like, I mean, just one example that comes to mind is like Green 13. I mean, he built the fucking cabinet and filled it with soil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I just think it's bad as fuck, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It's different. It's a different approach and different thought to it. It works absolutely well, you know? Mm. So. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that's the benefit of a lot of the, just staying in the loop kind of thing. And, and whatever yes, way, man. I mean, there's certain people use that uh, um, Discord. I don't know much about that, but I mean, yeah. it's probably, you know, just as beneficial. It keeps you in the loop and you're in this information, but you're learning from more people than just your own experience, you know? So that's where you can see somebody else that's battled whatever issue. You know, I mean, it's like, especially that forum, there's probably a diary somewhere of powdery mildew, of thrips, of, you know, spider mites, a resource like that. Well, this is, that's, that's exactly what a forum is. The problem is, is it is a huge resource. So you have to sometimes have a search for you, what you're looking for, you know what I mean? So as I say, they are old school, but yeah, it's, that's one of the beauties of it is, is there's always something and do you know the best bit about this is like with the whole community of instagram forums youtube you'll get someone show up every now and then that will show up and they have been doing it for 20 years and they've never spoke to anybody and they're doing it so different and they'll be like i'd do it this way and you're like that won't work it can't work and then boom there it is. And they're showing you plants that you couldn't dream of growing. You know what I mean? Or even a new guy shows up sometimes who's just had that stoner moment and looked at something and gone, I need, I need something to do this. I need to create a tool or a way to do this. Now you've got to think like, you know, your Wilmers and your, your Rezo systems, your flood and drain tables. These are all stoner moments at some point. Someone sat there, looked at a problem and went, I need to do that. I need to build this. So sometimes you'll get the, a new grower that's been growing six months and you look, you're doing so and you think, why didn't I think of that, man? It, it can completely change your whole growing style and the way you do shit. So, yeah, that's the beauty of it is it, 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 the information is readily available. And that's why I think Living Soil was taken off and Organics are taken off before it wasn't. I've seen this come around a few times within communities, but before the days of Instagram and podcasts and and it was always a bit more of a fad, not digging it. It was just, there was select groups that done it and that was it. You know, they kept their recipes to themselves and and uh, they'd done their own thing. But now the information is so available. Everyone's able to get access to it, man. So. Yeah, dude, I've, I mean, honestly, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few times I've seen new growers absolutely crush, you know, and do it on a repetitive basis. So that. Yeah, that to me, it says a lot just because, uh, yeah, I mean, they did their homework and the information is there. And, yeah. Because, you know, like, yeah, like for a long time, I mean, yeah, even when I started getting equipment and setting up a room, it was pretty hush-hush still, kind of, you know, and it was like the early part of it as far as, like, becoming medical. So it was like, you know, it was yeah, kind of, yeah. 
one of them stigmas still is pretty strong there. So I definitely understand. Is it what we're doing, mate? All of us together is is we're keeping it a hobbyist lifestyle. And what I mean by that is, is where the information is readily available and legends like yourself, you know, you Kevin Jodry's, the Eagles, the people that have got knowledge or don't all put platforms out to get knowledge shared, like Spartan, people like that. By them doing what they're doing for free and openly, you know, there's no cost to it. There's no hidden clicks. There's no hidden groups. It's there. You can have it. And by doing that, we keep it open and we keep it in our hands, so to speak. We don't, we're not allowing it to become commercialized or you know we're keeping it with with us as hobby growers and i know some people are now commercial in the states and it's legal to do that that, that all falls under the same umbrella because they're using their passion to do what they do but we're keeping it with us the powers of us by doing this by keeping it free and available so i can't take my hat off to everyone enough man no it does get a little funny too. someone like i don't know just the, this, the back and forth sometimes like just joshing with friends is one thing you know but it's like in all reality i mean you get kind of mad of because if i was to get mad for example over how you grow keno it's like how fucking stupid is that i'm never gonna fucking most likely never gonna smoke anything you ever you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. you're most likely never gonna ever run across anything ever like it's yeah. it, that's where it gets kind of comical it's like well what does it even matter you know why are you so passionate about this you know yeah, sometimes yeah 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 oh minute dude just chill <laughs> you know i always say if someone has to prove a point they ain't got one exactly and, and, and it, that's you know you do like, like, instagram is still a bit clicky sometimes yeah just i think people i don't know but you'll see someone like you know i wouldn't smoke that shit or digging people out for using certain products or digging people as you say so what man you know, I don't get it. I don't get that side of it or that clicky side of it, where it comes in. And we're stoners, man. We're all stoners. We're not supposed to be angry. We're supposed to be, you know, chilled out and, and having a laugh. But yeah, I, you still, Instagram gets like that sometimes. And I, sometimes I will not look at it, but sometimes I'll sit there and get the popcorn out and watch it explode. Because you'll see a comment drop and it's like, oh, this one's going to be good. And they start trying to verbally kill each other. But, yeah, it's as you say. Everyone should be. Everyone should just let everyone get on with it. And it's, you know, sometimes even if someone's doing something wrong, you can try and nudge them in the right direction. But if they don't want to listen, then let them do it wrong because they're going to learn. You know what I mean? You haven't got to tell them and shout them down and be an arsehole about it, man. <laughs> but, yeah, it was funny. So yeah, share the love, people. I don't know. It just it boils down to this: the old, old grandma's old rule. You know, like. You can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. There you go, mate. <laughs> this is it. This is my saying it's nice to be nice, and that's my signature on the forum. If you're nice, if nice gets nice. Nice people meet nice people. It's just such a simple saying, but you live by that. Nice to be nice. It can be translated so many different ways. It's just there's so much takes so much more effort to upset someone. Do you know what I mean? Than just to make someone laugh. I'll play a joker all the time. And even if I'm in a shit mood, I'll play the joker because it, you make someone laugh, then it's easy. It's just easier to do, but yeah. So what what do you do uh, besides cannabis? Like, uh, do you got what was? Do you so mean? you got any other hobbies besides cannabis? No, mate. I've got, if I had, I wish I had time. The forum takes up every minute of every day that I've got. Um, and these days, um, 
we've got a lot of big things planned for the members and trying to do things and it, I don't get no time man I like to fish but that, that, that is another passion because I can do that with this leg but um, I, haven't, I haven't done that for two years now so but growing and talking about weed basically is, is what I do apart from work is what I do it's just, that's it I don't have any other hobbies three kids dog uh, yeah man that's life <laughs> yeah. you might help how old are your kids? I don't know if you mind asking. Yeah, no, there's six, 12 and 13. Oh, all right. All right. So, yeah, 12 and 13 want to kill each other 24-7. So that's a, <laughs> I'm a referee in that. That's a hobby. Yeah. Uh, and little man is little man. So, yeah. No, it's, just, it's just, I mean, that, that does me. Because the beautiful thing is, is I work from home. And the forum, which is it's not paid work, but it's, it's sort of a job now. I get to do it at home with my kids. And my plants are here. Well, I'm not growing at the moment because I'm moving, but I mean, yeah, it's, I'm quite happy like that, man. I've had my fun. I, quite, I don't mind being the hermit now and chilling out and just sitting on the sofa all day, man. So that though, dude, that's uh, that's cool. It's uh, your family's uh, kids are fun to enjoy. I, I have a lot of fun with my daughters and yeah. my grandson now. The grandson, mate, you and Spartan, man. You, yeah. you, you don't look. Like you should have grandkids. It's fucking madness, man. <laughs> I want to say his his is a year older than mine, but yeah. yeah. I just he says it. Mom, so what do you do? Yeah, but he, he says it, and on the every time he comes on the podcast, it comes up, and I just look at him. I think you you're not old enough to have grandkids, man. But fair play to you both, mate. It must be saying in this organic weed. You know what I mean? It's a fountain of youth, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I do. I think there's a lot to that, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've smoked shit since I was 15. Pretty steady. I, I maybe there was about a three-year span that I quit in the middle there, like you know, when the kids were born and whatever shit. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, pretty strong on. <laughs> so I don't know, man. And I and I never really was. Not to say that I never drank hardcore, but it wasn't like like through high school. It wasn't my thing. Like if everybody was going to party and everybody all my buddies were looking at where's the 12 pack of beer whatever you know who's got the keg and i was like well who's got the weed and i'm gonna have to get the sack before we hit this because so yeah i never really cared to get drinks because they were always at the party whatever whatever little bit i was gonna drink anyway so i was always bringing the weed anyway back that's then. it man <laughs> yeah. so i did I, I drunk for a little while when i was playing the rugby Wait, well, I look a bit older than I should. Uh, yeah, I'm on the weed, man. Yeah, all about the weed. No doubt. That's one of honestly one of my favorite parts about like growing was the whole uh, like I remember looking through high times and you'd see the centerfold bugs and you'd hear mm. like you know whatever discussion about certain legendary strain that and whatever it tasted like you know. And in the day of brick weed, it was like. You know, oh my God, they can taste their weed. <laughs> that was one of the biggest. Yeah. Like, man, I just want to grow something that doesn't taste like this brown fucking weed. You know? Yeah. So that's funny, and it still is kind of the driver today. Like, is you know, it's like want to grow something that's better than whatever you know, smoke that somebody else had. Yeah, this is it, and it's it's now you you can access it all, can't we now? That's the beauty of it. And everyone's everyone seems to be breathing now, doesn't they, as well? 
Yeah. Everyone seems to be like pollen chucking, we called it over here. It's mad, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of mad genetics floating about without having to go to big breeders and that. So, hashtag pollen chucker. There you go. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting a bit this year. That's going to be my next little with the soil grow. I want to start play breeding. I'm not going to try and claim to be breeding nothing, but that's yeah. a little project this year I want to do, man. I think it's a natural progression too, man. Honestly, I, I just think the more you grow and the more you learn about genetics and the different seeds you're popping and how they grow and you see the different, you know, structures and you kind of like, I think you almost have to go through that to have a better understanding of how to breed anyway. You know what I mean? There's, there's a certain amount of experience there of a grower. And then at that point you're kind of like, aha, I get it a little bit. These are the little one percents, aren't they? These are the things that make, you know, your overall growing better. When you learn all these things, is that's that's the one problem that I have with cocoa. I got so narrow-minded, like I said earlier, but I did one track minded. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't know how a plant's gonna react to something in different in a different medium or because I just got but I think you have to keep broadening the horizon a little bit. And as you say, breathing and any other aspect of to do with these plants, you're gonna learn something new. You know, I, I can't wait to get stuck into that, man. Um and hopefully, yeah, adds, adds, adds another notch to what I do with my actual plant. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm thinking it's about cool. air layering just for the fuck of it. Um, <laughs> you, know, a, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Is air layering the um, root on the outside of the stem? All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, wrap, yeah. you wrap one of the stems. And yeah, yeah. That looks mad, man. That looks mad. You yeah, think you could just do that for the fun of it, couldn't you? It? And then you fucking, once you get the roots off the stem there, you fucking cut the clone. Yeah. It's a, it, honestly, though, Kino, for like uh, people that are trying to save on numbers, right? So say you got yeah. a limit on numbers of 12. I mean, you could take your next cloning round and have it all on one plant, right? And yeah, man. Once you get good at it, you'd have the timing down to being like, all right, I'm X three weeks out till harvest or whatever. You know, and you would, and then you could do it to where you'd stay within your numbers. You'd harvest, and all your clones are already rooted. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's, it's saying I, I think Spartan first introduced me to that the concept of it on one of our first podcasts, and I'd never heard of it to be honest. And I think it's a brilliant idea, man. I keep threatening to do it, but I mean, you could technically do it and then not use a clone, just took the roots off and end up with some mad like scar damage. For nice pictures later on but it is a brilliant idea it really is and the point is is it with the success rate on them clones it's going to be so much higher it's going to be 100 percent pretty much if if they do root you're not going to kill them are you they're on the plant so i think it's an amazing technique man yeah but, you're never going to harm it no, I, exactly yeah you're just cutting a healthy branch off it's like boom. you see i mean you, you could do if you imagine now the instagram pictures you can get like a lion's mane around a couple of uh couple of the upper branches or something and just leave them there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah just well, i would to imagine too kino you could you know that being said as long as the where those roots were forming on the stem as long as you kept that kind of somewhat moist so those roots stayed mm -hmm. alive i mean you could almost leave it on there because it's still connected to the main branch you know so yeah. See, it opens up other ideas i mean you'd be then given as a super highway of nutrients if you could somehow feed them right underneath your buds so yeah wow. that's what i'm saying there's a million deals someone has to play one day someone done something and uh, obviously one person probably never claimed to create an air layer or any other technique there's always be someone that's would have done saying, it you know so you're 
you're talking doing it for the idea of nutrient uptake. Well, this is it. You think when we do um, low stress trading you know, or we pinch plants to create knots, we're trying to create in brackets super highways for nutrients to yeah. flow up the stem. But I mean, if you could somehow, I'm just thinking now, like someone like Hydro on the forum would. If he's in water, have some, I don't know, you know, as a mad experiment. I mean, you could effectively have like an enclosed pot around a stem feeding that part of the stem nutrient. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wacky idea. It probably would never work. But that, that's the point, though. That's the stoner ingenuity. That's the shit that stoners come would come up with. And someone had to one day cut a plant, put some uh, a bit of wet material around it to create air layering. You know, that's what I'm getting no, at. Is, is, no, this was, uh, that's it agricultural thing i believe they do have trees and, and uh yeah, yeah. And shit like that but the uh no the whole idea what you were talking about there with feeding it you know i'm just picturing somebody scrogging out like a big ass plant under one you know what i mean and yeah, then yeah, yeah. throw the roots up like if you picture them when you manifold them or whatever you got roots coming off from each one of those arms too going yeah. down and shit oh, <laughs> fucking frankenstein looking some bitch you know, there's another thing you could do if you keep them moist, like you said. You know, you see these bonsai plants like, on the top of rock. Then you get like a small pot of a rock. I've seen, I've only seen one picture, I think, but the roots like are uh, the plants on top of this rock, and then the roots go down the rock, sort of thing. Like there's like a two foot of you could do, you could sort of do that, and then cut away the main stem after you trained your roots and stuff for like a picturesque plant. Man, there might be something in that to have a play just for some pictures. Might yeah. have to play with that now, but. Yeah. I like the idea, though, of being able to kind of feed it that way. Because, like, if uh, thinking in line of, like, the giant pumpkin growers, like, a lot of times what they're doing is they're taking some of those extra, where the extra pumpkins would grow on that vine. And I think they rip the, they pull the flowering part off and they bury the shoot. And it makes mm -hmm. it, like, another root that's, like, pumping yeah. into the big pumpkin, you know? So it's, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the more roots you're kind of... I would imagine it would probably be something that's doable, actually. <laughs> the closer it is to the bud as well, you can get certain nutrients into it faster if needed. Yeah, that's I was I never I wasn't picturing it like almost like an IV system for it, right? That's it, yeah. Like you but I'm saying it would work. <laughs> you can treat separate branches of separate parts of the plant differently too. So even if you were doing some say say like you were talking earlier, experiment, you could almost treat this branch with that experiment and that branch without it or whatever that's mad isn't it yeah i mean even down to just you know the, the idea of feeding certain um, additives or boosts you I mean you could literally use it on one bud yep it might be onto site yeah better pattern that <laughs> yeah man that's good good shit you know i dig it somebody somebody will do it man i hope or patent it i don't care like whatever no, I'm not but I mean, no, this is it. That's, I mean, I, I, someone needs to try that because you think, I mean, if you're, if, if you are feeding, want to try a new nutrient and you've got a plant that you could have a test plant where you could effectively, a new boost or something. I'm thinking hydroponics, that's what I'm growing, but all these different boosts out there, you could effectively be given each separate cola a different, like, turpinator and a rocks resonator and a, you know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah, it's quite mad. Then you could compare them at the end somehow. Yeah. I guess, I, I don't know. I do know nutrients travel up and down the stem. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so I do know that'll somewhat make its way around. But yeah. <laughs> interesting thought, though, either way. Feeding them off from a bunch of different roots. 
start adding oh. pots for each branch of <laughs> I'm more interested now though in doing something pretty with the roots. You can almost braid the roots down. Could have like braids hanging off like underneath a bud. Like you're having a bud just before trim with like a few braided roots that you've sort of kept moist and braided as they grow. Uh, hanging off of it. You could just make some mad pictures with that shit. That would be cool. Very cool as fuck. I, uh, mm. I dig that shit. <sighs> Did you do any outdoor stuff or? Uh, I've done it one year, mate, um, over here. I've done a uh, sweet dark devil oak because it was purple. And I thought I'd grow it next to the lavender plants in amongst the tomatoes to hide it. And it ended up with bud that looked like lavender. Um, it was just shit, basically. It was, over here, we either have really good summers or really bad summers. But even the really good summers, we end up with stupidly high humidity. It's just, it's not impossible to grow it here. But, I mean, it's not worth it for me. I've done it that. I mean, the auto had decent sunlight, but it just wasn't enough and then it had humidity. But the buds literally grew like, it literally looked like a stalk of lavender. That was the plant, you know? And I there was nothing wrong with the actual feed or anything or where it was. It was just, it's, yeah, outdoor don't work for me, man. Uh, I know people are masters at it over here, but I, I'm not going to waste time on it. And the smell as well. The thing with the UK is, unless you're in the country... There's always someone within 20 meters, or there will be someone within 20 meters, you know. And I don't want to get, I think someone said it on the Friday night one, that I don't want to get nicked for an outdoor plant. I don't want to get my indoor plants taken for my one outdoor plant, yep. you know. No doubt. So. I understand that. It's true. That's, I, I was thinking uh, a little different, I guess. But. Oh, go on. Uh, no, like I, I. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different growing outdoor when it's illegal and grill girl style. I mean, if it's legal, man, I mean, I'll see what some of you lads get up to over there. I mean, they're, they are trees. They didn't have a word for it out there, outdoor out over there, but obviously we couldn't do that here. I mean, unless you owned a farm and, you know, even then you're going to be very lucky not to have a helicopter fly over at some point, not looking for plants, just flying over it at some point. It's a very small country, you know, and there's always a dog walker or something. But no, nah, mate, I mean, if, if we could do it legally, then it might be different for me. Because I've seen what the, the American growers do outdoor. And I mean, obviously it's different climate, but in some parts of the US, but they are literally trees. I've, I see them ones on Instagram where they're like, they're, they're climbing up inside the plant, like, and then they're putting their arms out the trellises on the side. And it's like, that's a plant. That's the same thing as I've got in that little tent out there. You're just a bit more... You know, sunlight and time. But what's the biggest know, plant you've ever done then? Biggest plant I've ever done? Um, I tend to stick like this to this shape. I, the person that taught me to grow in cocoa was um <clears throat> sorry. Um I basically stuck to that. So in that picture that I just showed, if I can get one up. <clears throat> so I'm trying to clear my throat. I've got one here of uh Sorry. So these are about the biggest that I get. Um, but these are eight plants in this picture. So there's four on each side. Okay. So I tick I stick to the rule of two by two foot, I think is over there, or 60 by 60 centimeter. So around seven to nine ounces of plant um is my biggest attempt. I think I've just hit, hit just under nine ounces on one strain. But um, there'll be eight of four of them to a four by four area. 
So good, man. Uh, it's not the numbers that I know you can hit in water, or I know that some guys are hitting in the soil, but I've just stuck to the. That's what I'm saying. For my entire cocoa, which has been my biggest plants by far, I've stuck to a sort of a set um, floor plan in what I do. That's hmm? over two pounds. It does. I, it, I, it does. I, I get. I get enough out of it, but it's so you can see that's. So you could, this is this is my lazy scrub method, see? So that's, that shows you how many plants are on each side. There's 15, 16 litre pots, about four gallon, I think. And then I do this. <laughs> so. Hell yeah, shout out to that, dude. The lazy the scrub method. Damn thing. That's exactly yeah. how I do it. Hell so yeah. that means I haven't got to be in there tucking and tucking and tucking. I just let them get five foot tall and then bang, beat them down <laughs> underneath the net. <laughs> you lean the stems over then, like when you're trying to, Put them in there. Some of them, I'll take the stem and I'll lean the whole branch, and then I'll yeah, yeah, one this way, and then the next one to kind of get it. If they're real tall, you know what I mean. This is so these are these will be topped down the bottom. So there's like four main stems coming up on them. This is more through laziness than anything else. But as you know, if you you're bending them down, if you just give them a few backwards and forwards, you can bend them into any shape you want to. Yep. And then I'll, and then I'll just I'll get them all sort of flat first, not flat, but like bendy. And then I just put the net in and really go to work. But you can see I went a bit far. That back right corner, there's one that snapped off. So I had to leave it up to heel because it completely snapped. It took about a week to heal up over the back. But that's the lazy scrub method, man. But that, that's what I'm saying is that's so. Damn, you bring two, it down tight too. Wow. Yeah. It's two foot by two foot area. So I, I could, I've always wanted to do like one plant and 1.2, 1.2 or four by four. Like one plant on one side of that. But I just stuck again in this um, same um, thing that I've been, just the same pattern of growing, which is why I need to change. Have a go at living soil, so. I don't know, man. It looks like you're cranking it out, dude. That's pretty badass. I like it. I do love it, man. I, it's just, I don't know. I'm not growing at the moment because we're moving home. or about to move, supposed to have moved home about four weeks ago, but it's COVID stuff. But it's, yeah, I, I need that hour a day out there, man. Or my head starts to wander. You know what I mean? I start thinking about things maybe I shouldn't be thinking about doing. And I need that. Um, it grounds me, man. I bet you're missing it, dude. I'd miss it real bad, too. Yeah. I've got my little seedlings in that, but not. I want to be growing, growing. So. <clears throat> you're doing all right over there? you you got a long time and all that. I don't know if you said. Yeah, I'm cool, man. That's a couple of hours in. I don't know how long one of me runs for, man. We just run, man. We're talking. Just oh, I could do. I could another half hour, man. Yeah. Is any alarms going to start going off and you start hearing the screaming upstairs as the missus tries to get the kids out of bed? Death battles, <laughs> the fight yeah. over the toilet. Yeah. So. How many tents? You said you had three tents now, so you have two of them in flower. Is that? I have two tents that size and then one smaller tent, which is just under four by four. That's like my veg and mum area. So I'll get plants to uh, not too far off the size in that picture, how tall they were there. I'll top them and I'll train them a bit and then I'll move them over. And um, yeah, and then I flatten them out and let them go. So... But, Are you running mostly clone or do you run a lot of seed? Because I know you uh, guys get a shit ton of seed, so... Yeah, I, I run clone for, I run, um, I know that, that, uh, that they, 
the TJ obviously um, with Eagle does the Agent Orange I run for a good few grows, four to five grows back to back in the UK cheese. But then I got not bored, but same thing. I got tunnel vision again on the strains. So then I started growing seeds. I've grown, uh, I grew a few new ones. I've done a multi-strain one on the Dutch Passion one that was a multi-strain, which I liked. But again, in cocoa, multi-strain, different feeds. It was a nightmare. Then I started doing old school, man. You're turning it all to RSL, so it really don't matter, right? I mean, you could see. see yeah, I know. This is going to, I'd rather grow than have anything. Like, I don't really need the RSO now. I've got a lot of RSO backed up. I like growing. If, if someone said to me, you have to pick between like using bud or growing it, I would grow. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but the, the, I like just growing different strains. Like I, but I've recently done White Widow and Northern Lights and Critical old schools, you know, like them. And I was so excited about them, even though I'm not going to taste them. Um, I'm, it's going to be almost exactly the same feeling out of it, you know. But So I could just find a strain that produced more RSO than any other. But there's no fun in that. I, I, I like growing the strain, which is why the Agent Orange was like that. That was that one earlier. The the big colas. I, I I love growing. I sort of strain hunting, but not strain hunting because I'm not even smoking it anymore. I'm just turning it into RSO. But I I, I love it, man. I that love. That one was fun for you to grow. Then. That's why you kind of kept it around. I, yeah, so, I understand all that, man. Like I, I agree with you. I think mean, honestly, that would be a tough choice. You could, you know, if you were given that choice, I honestly, I might say the same thing. Yeah, but it's, 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 I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's a, the passion that's in it. It's more than a hobby. It, I mean, um, so Kevin and um, Eagle were saying it is, it is like a lifestyle. But for me, it's never been the stoner lifestyle. It's been the growing lifestyle. It's just been, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I couldn't be without growing that. I literally, I couldn't, if I couldn't give it up. Like if I, over here, if you get arrested, you have to stop. Second time you're in a bit of trouble. I don't think I could. And that sounds silly, but I honestly don't think I could. Oh man, yeah. there's plenty of guys over here that same boat, man. And, yeah. You know, so, well, shout out Subcool. He's, you know, arrested yeah. right back to it, you know. Yeah, man. That's it. So I didn't know that Eagle was doing that because that was that strain I had earlier. I've, I've, Agent Orange, I've grown so many times now. That's cool. Uh, such a beautiful strain, man. Honestly, I've, I've never known a strain like it. <clears throat> In fact, all them pictures that you just looked at are Agent Orange. I'm looking through your pictures now. <laughs> That's your trophy one. That's yeah, this is all Agent Orange, man. But look at the stacks of that. I can't blame you. But this Agent Orange is one that it will grow like... Um, have I got anything there? It's um so yeah, it's a it's a different phenotypes in it, but they're airy. So it looks really impressive, but that one there would have been what uh about 40 ounces for both sides. It sounds a lot, but you know looking at that, that should be more. Do you know what I mean? As in if that was like a critical or a tighter bud, that would be like 60 ounces. But again, I'm not growing for weight, I'm not growing for I'm I, I like growing these different strains for that reason. Right. But the Agent Orange by TGA, man, just, yeah, that's in my top two strains to ever grow. Yeah, dude, no doubt. That's so, accurate. That was gorgeous. It's beautiful, like. man. So uh, I'd like to try and do something with it. Like maybe, you know, uh, throw some pollen at it at some point or do something. I don't know. But, yeah, do try and do some sort of homage to it because we've just got the clone. There's a yeah. few of us just have the clone sat there. So, um but it's a beautiful strain. And all of his strains were, man. 
one that I, one that I never done that I wanted to. I think it was the Chernobyl, was it? Oh, is it yeah, TGO Chernobyl? Yeah. yeah, that that was the one that I wanted to do, but I never done. I need to try and get that actually. You know what, Kino? My brother actually uh, through another chain has gotten his hands on a few of the Chernobyl. So it's his brother-in-law that uh, had had them, and he grew it out, and he had like you know three, four seeds left over or whatever. So they're popping those now, right now. No oh, fair play, man. Uh, Again, if you, you, you see pictures, you have to chuck me a picture over that because it's a stunning strain, man. Yeah, I'll try to have snacks on that'll be in his garden, but he's hoping even to find a male too. So they, uh, yeah, so they've been doing some breeding. And uh, so, yeah, my, my brother's brother in law, I don't know, he's my brother, man. I've known him for years too, but he's, he's yeah. doing uh, some breeding now and picking out some real fire stuff. So, cool, man. So, how hard is it for you guys to get equipment over there? Then, like, very easy. Um, you, you, you can buy equipment as easy as you can buy shampoo online. I mean, obviously, but there's hydro shops here. Uh, we can go into hydro shops, but I don't know, man. Hydro shops are funny over here. You, you go to a hydro shop, it's like everyone in there, walking in there, is paranoid. So, oh. the, But it just looks like a dodgy sub. It's like, I'll sit in there, I'll take a sandwich down before I go. Because if you're going down there and you're going to walk into somewhere looking like You've just robbed a bank and you're going to walk out of a massive black bag on your shoulder full of whatever, like huddle over to your car all paranoid. You're looking 10 times worse. I'll, do, I'll take a sandwich down. I'll, I'll have a half hour of fun watching the idiots going in there now. But you can get it online now, like eBay and Hydro Shop Online. You can get it easy, easy. I mean, anything. And seeds are same. That's the crazy thing about it is, is you, you can literally get seeds for very cheap money now and kit for very cheap money. And you go on eBay and like you can you can see the amounts that were sold. On like the Lumi Black kits and the, the cheap H uh, HPS kits, they're selling hundreds a month, hundreds a month. So it's obvious that everyone's at it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's craziness. The fact is, is it's so readily available that it's unreal. It's unreal. Even like the pound shop, which is like I don't know if you got over there. It's like the big, large, cheap value store, like. Even I know they're not selling it for cannabis, but they were selling cocoa nutrients and shit, man. And, I mean, there was stuff in there people were buying and using it on the cannabis plants. And I'm sure the owners of the pound shop knew that they weren't using it to grow tomatoes in cocoa. You know what I mean? That's what I was gonna say about the address <laughs> stores being paranoid. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like you had oh, tomatoes, terms of tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. No, I did honestly. You, I, you go in there, you see them walk out like. They're, they're hood up in the middle of like the, the like a sunny day. And they run up to their car, they throw their stuff, and you see them looking at all the cars in the car park. You're thinking, if I was old Bill, I would be raiding you tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Because you must be doing 150 million plants to be that paranoid. Right. <clears throat> but I always take a sandwich down there and watch them all fraggled out for like an hour just before I go in and get my gear. But I don't, I've I, I got no problem using a hydro shop. Like I say, over here, they cannot afford to police it anymore. So unless you are being an idiot, uh, you know, and hanging out your window screaming, I'm growing, or you, 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 you're not using filters, or you're just being stupid. You're not going to get done. You're not going to get done if you're careful. And again, I, it's my opinion, and I must say that because obviously we're talking on a on a YouTube channel. It's just my opinion. But in my opinion, man, your hydro shops don't need to be paranoid about nothing. Just be smart. Don't be stupid with it, man. Yeah. So where do you dry then? Or do you dry or do you go right into alcohol? 
I, I dry. I, I, the thing is, I still dry and cure like I would when I grow. So I know it's. I, I dry. I net. I know people don't. I dry on nets, but it's just always the way I've done it. So I use a bowl trimmer, and I know people don't like that. But again, that that's because it doesn't really matter if it's a bit battered. But I dry on nets in these tents. So when these come down, I'll take one of them shades down in that picture and hang up a not sixty by sixty or ninety by ninety tent and uh, a tent a net and uh let them dry man and then i'll if i need to add the humidifiers or air conditioners for the right um, environment towards after a few days obviously the first few days don't really matter but then i'll do that but in them tents i'll do it man so in the tents they they, they, they are grown in they get dried in there so do you try to hit a specific temp and humidity for drying i've done the 60 60 thing um for a long time but i'm really starting to try and uh dry and cure a lot colder now um <clears throat> sorry clear my throat one second so my throat's all funny um i'm even now i was saying that uh, pete said on operation grow he said if you can open your tent and you can smell your plants it's your terpenes burning off now that's such a simple thing we all know that but to hear someone say that to you it was like wow man so i've started dropping temperatures down in my last two weeks of the grow to like 12, 14 Celsius. Now I know that sounds crazy, but to me, the buds are not growing after, if you've got a 10 week strain, they're not growing after week eight, these strains. So the surface area is, you know, that's it. The size of the bud there is, is there, you know, it's, it's still going to be producing some bits and bobs, but I try and limit the amount of volatile terpenes burning off by getting it right down. Um, to like say 12, 14 degree for that, especially that last week of flower. And then the same into like, I'm trying to dry at like 14 C and I'm going to try and dry at 12 C. As long as to me, as long as humidity is spot on, then the temperature shouldn't be that big a problem with drying. Um, obviously, if it's 80% humidity, then the buds are going to struggle to get below 80%. Uh, if it's 60%, they're going to be around 60%. So I'm going to try and control the dry with the humidity, but keep the temperatures lower to try and contain or preserve more of the terpenes, even though I'm not going to be smoking it. I like well, playing. That's what I was going to discuss, <laughs> actually, Kino. I mean, I'm just being curious, honestly. But yeah, yeah. Does that translate into the RSO then? Like the extra, are you noticing a difference in the end product? Are you? To be honest, no. Um, no, I mean, it's obviously a different effects of some different strains, but it's just, the taste is the taste on RSO, man. It's pretty nasty. Um, uh, no, it doesn't. It's just me playing. I, that's what I was saying to you. I like the growing side of it more than anything else. Just, through smelling it and all that, right? Yeah, just through smelling it. I've got like, and, and family members that will, will try it and that. I mean, I'm going to, I will smoke it. I want to get a vape. I, I don't, I'm not going to smoke it, smoke again, like, I, I, which kills me because I loved my joints, man. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just playing, basically, playing. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and it probably way. gives a lot more color to it too you know? so. it does it does bring colors out in a lot of strains so i know it's it's just it's probably not the, the best thing to be doing but it's just it's, i'm really trying to on uh, last winter i had a grow and i've grown a strain that i've grown many times but the temperature the heater the thermostat broke i didn't know it had and it was probably set around 14 16 degrees celsius for the last two weeks and i noticed um the smell on that plant was completely different. A lot more, lot more delicate undertones to that plant. The fact that it had been sat in that cold and it had dried in that cold. Um, 
it was a completely different animal. So, yeah, that's sort of where I'm at with it is um, I'm really into this cold, dry, cold cure and even cold end of growth. Um, but the 60% is still the magic number for me curing. Uh, you want to be no higher than 60, well, six, 55 to 65% when you go into the jars, but preferably 56 to 50, 56 to 60% I cure at, man. And I, it's totally interesting to me too that you, that you actually go through the dry and the cure and the jar yeah. because honestly, I mean, just, just speaking out my mind here out loud or whatever, you know, like, if you're just going to RSO, why would it? Why would you just dry it as fast as possible, right? Like just, just I mean, it's just I like the plain side. Honestly, it's it's I, I have like certain family members that obviously will have like will have some, and I like being proud of what I have. I can't tell them that it's me that grows it, but yeah, I I'm still sort of I don't know. I think I'm still testing. Really, I'm still testing. No, I dig that because I get what you're saying. You like the show off part of it, though. Like, you know, sort of. You know, it's like like you, 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 over here. You can't tell anyone. So like, it's like oh, well, my mate gave me this the other day, and they're like, "Oh, this is banging." They look with smile on your face because you know you grew it. Yeah. But no, that's what I missed out earlier. When I started growing, we used to go fishing all the time, and I started doing it for sleep. But that's where that started. Now we used to go fishing, and we used to like just get stoned for five days at a lake and go through like an ounce each that's like two three hundred pounds at the time so i started growing and i just started just taking weed and throwing bags of weed at people and then my friends but that's where that started with me i think was the appreciation that i got from seeing them enjoy it you know what i mean so it is that that sort of continued from there but i think i'm still trying to tweak my game even though i'm just making rso so i will smoke again i want to get a decent vape and i will but I think I'm still trying to tweak my game because if I super dried it super fast or if I cured it, it's still going to make the RSO. But I'm not going to learn anything by drying it super fast. But if I continue to try and tweak what I'm doing, then I'm still going to learn. And if I do choose to smoke it again or if I continue to make RSO or I want to get into other stuff as well, you know, like edibles and things. I've, I've never done that either. So, yeah, man. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I was honestly. I I think it's admirable and awesome. I mm. honestly, that's. I was just surprised because when you said you it was all RSO, I just yeah. Assumed, you know, I just kind of assumed that you would just you know. So. Yeah. That's no. Cool. I know. It's, it's it is mad. It is mad. I've even got I've got it's jars mad. upstairs of every strain, a little bit of every strain that I've grown, still curing. Yeah. Like, that's just, even cooler. Just what I'm saying, but I'm not. I mean, I may not ever smoke that again, and it's never gonna. I've got enough RSO. It's like the hash. I made hash a little while ago. Like I said, I'm not going to smoke hash. I, I, I'm just using RSO, but I'm going to do another big hash run soon. Don't want to do videos for YouTube and try and, uh, you know, not teach is the wrong word. Share how I do it for other people. If I, that might, someone might like what I do or whatever. But yeah, that, that, that's what I like. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's more about the playing, man. But I'm going to keep making hash and I'm going to keep trying so different making, ways to try it. What kind of hash are you making them? Just bubble at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd look, again, not smoking it, but bubble seems to carry the terpenes or at least some essence of the plant through better than a dry sift or other methods, I think. Um, I know that's when I used to make the hash and smoke it. So I, I, I want to really play with that. I want to really play with making hash again. So now, do you press it like a rosin? Like to, after you make the bubble, do you press it then or you just keep it as the bubble? and? No, I just sort of keep it as a bubble. I do, um, I roll it out, roll it heavily. Um, I, I want to get a vice. I said to GMO about it. I want to get 
Um, I want to do like, say, I don't know, like 500 gram runs. So I end up with, I don't know, like 30 grams maybe of decent bubble hash. But I want to get one of them, then them rosin presses, like the little metal plates. Yeah. I want to get them and I want to like um, squash the 30 grams down into each layer. So you end up with like layers of different strains in like a hash, a block of hash. Does that makes sense yeah. in a vice. So you use the the, the mold, the rosin type mold thing, uh, the plates, and then sort of do like one thirty gram layer of like a critical one thirty gram layer of thing. But as you're compressing it down, it's going to end up like a block of slate. So that's what I'm saying though. But I'm not going to smoke it. But I want to. I want to play. <laughs> it's cool though. <laughs> now, have you done dry sift too? Is that something? I've mucked around with it. I'm. I can't sit and say that I've ever done a real problem I mean I've had a, again I like my hash and I had friends that made a lot of hash and it was always a bubble that I prefer but I've never really played with that not I've turned a bubble bag inside out and sort of rubbed it over the micron mesh and things like that but not like no but yeah you with the CO like dry eyes where you like I've seen that yeah I know I haven't done that either no so that's enough I mean one of the boys in the forum reckons you get a lot more back off of it but then someone was saying on the podcast the other night, it's a lot more harsh, I think. So I don't know. But again, yeah, it's just... Neat styles, yeah. Yeah, this is it. I, I, I want to play with all of it. I want to I want to learn all these different things. I want to learn how to make everything. Even like shatter and that eventually and buy the kits and the rose impresses. I want to I want to do all of that. But yeah. So what are you going to have, aquaponics here in a couple of years? Aquaponics? <laughs> <laughs> don't just fucking do that have a lake like a fishing use a fish shit to grow the plants like, it, yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at aquaponics but it's not for me I want to do our DWC properly yeah. that's my that's my end game um, that to me is for uh, big plants and fast growth I don't think you can beat that side of it doesn't mean it's going to be anywhere near as nice as organic or but again if I am just going RSO then if I continue on that path, then it then I just want to go big, big girls and fast. So those recirculating systems are fucking amazing. They get the chillers on there, and yeah. it's cool. I think that's cool as fuck when you see them pull the pull this thing the thing out, and the root ball's the same shape as shape as the tub. You get like the big hundred and twenty liter down. tubs, man. Yeah, the, the thing you said there is. The chillers, the pumps, you need a lot and you need spares. There's no point in getting into like a massive RWC and not having a spare chiller. But a chiller on its own is 350 quid. So yeah. I need a spare 350 pound chiller set there. That's why I haven't done it. But I'm going to play with soil. And so I, I, I might really enjoy the soil, this living soil. So we'll see, man. Yeah. No doubt, man. And that's to say, too, like there's so many different ways to do it. Like, like the discussions on like, you know, vapor pressure and all that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's expensive to fucking set up all these controllers to try to push that. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's expensive to put up all these pumps and try to run without any medium, you know, yeah. it's just kind of the nature of it. But I do know yeah. people that have done it where they're switching buckets out, you know, and just having individual buckets or whatever. Yeah, you can do, I mean, I've seen people hit stupid numbers on plants in that. Um, Obviously, from outside looking at pictures, all we've got is you say, oh, I'm never going to taste your bud, I'm never going to taste eagles. We have to look at pictures. So there's a monster buds growing in them, a monster plants growing in them, 20 litre or 10 litre tubs. Yeah. Which is that RDWC, is, I don't know. But the old school growers in the UK, I think, all of the big, big boys that were doing like 
the, the, the plants that used to mesmerize you were all RDWC. So th that's probably why it stuck with me and why I want to do it. Um, I've even, Kino, there's a video, gosh, I'm, I want to say it was five pounds in 80 days or something like that. Wow, man. But this guy does, no, it's a six by nine room. He has mm -hmm. three of them that he sets up and it's just kind of like a uh, short video on all three of them. And he's advertising, it's an aeroponics system that he's advertising. It's similar to like deep water, I guess, but. But he was stacked like 100 plant, 100 columns in the one six by nine, 200 in the other, and 300 in the third one, and then just fucking flowered them out right, right there or whatever. But this a pretty badass little video on it, but it'll open your eyes to what. I'm gonna have a look for that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the systems where they just stack in columns, you know, they're just rooted and they run them, you know what I mean? And, just fucking, mm. and there's a hundred of them, you know what I mean? They're just right on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking cola, 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 cola. Unreal. They grow like cress or something. Like, you have cress over there? The little like uh, herb thing they eat. Like that, man. Yeah. I've looked for that video. But, yeah. Like well, but I'll uh, have to look at the time soon because they're going to be alarms going off in nine minutes. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, um, yeah, I'll let you do some shout outs or whatever. And then uh, I, I guess I'm going to have to record your fucking, uh, I got to do the eagle, the eagle rundowns. I got duties. This isn't like the takeover. <laughs> I got to, I got to get the, the radio bed or whatever, right? Like, you know, fucking talking shit with Smiley. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I've really enjoyed it tonight, mate. It's been nice. It's when you see when he said that he was not about, he said to you, I said, No, all good, man. I'll sit with Smiley all day long, man. Oh, yeah, so, dude. No, cool, I, honestly, cool. I was excited about it, you know. I mean, I, I got a lot of respect for you and GMO, and I do. I love hanging out on Fridays with everybody. Mm -hmm. You guys got to cast the characters over there. It's <laughs> depends who's on, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was Friday night for everybody, too. Like, that's the other yeah. thing. Like, I'm listening and it's like dinner time for me, you know, and you guys, it's like, yeah, you're like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And everybody's feeling pretty good because it's freaking Friday night. It was batted up, man. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, as far as shout outs, mate, it's just, I'm just on the forum and obviously with um, the social media, man, but I'm not here for that. I'm here for the chat and, and it's been nice. It's been cool. It really has. So, yeah. cool, yeah, man. man. I'm gonna hit record here, yeah. If you want to do that uh, little radio soundbite for it, what's the radio soundbite, mate? The like, hey, I'm Kino here, fucking talking shit with Smiley's Garden. It's kind of the yeah, ad. Yeah. Eagle puts. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Like right, Kino here, fucking talking shit with Eagle's Garden, aka Smiley's Garden tonight. Massive thanks to everybody, and uh, yeah, been a great night, man. Oh yeah. Definitely appreciate you, Kino, and uh, all the stuff you guys are doing, man. And I hope you have a great morning. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a good night, man. And um, yeah. Well, let's just have speak to and I'll kind of close it out then and go from there. Cool, man. Right. Awesome, guys. Yeah, fucking. If you guys haven't checked them out, the 420 Growers Forum. Um, Kino and GMO, both of them are great guys, great people over there hanging out all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm going to probably 
still take a leak and um, be about firing up the next rabbit hole or the wormhole. So, <laughs> hope everybody has a great one and do something nice.